Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting day <laughs> in the Lord. This is AJ from Impact Fellowship, and I just want to welcome you into this message uh, that Pastor Tony has prepared for us. So please sit back, enjoy, and we'll be waiting for you to see how you feel on the other side. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome into another Sunday in the Lord. I am Pastor Tony Jones, and I am the pastor here of Impact Fellowship. Today, I believe that God is going to speak to us. He's going to move us out of that, that place that we've been in, because I believe that he's going to provide answers for every question that we have. But before we get started, right now, we're going to have uh, Genevieve. She's going to come, and she's going to open us up in prayer. everyone here. For those of you who are home, please turn with me into the book of John. John, the fifth chapter. Uh, we're going to get right into this. I believe that um, I've been tweaking this. I believe I shared this at some point last year, but I think this is a time that all of us need to hear this word from God. Amen. Amen. John, the fifth chapter, we're going to begin right there at verse number one, and it will help if pastor got there too. And it reads, after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is in Jerusalem by a sheep gate, a pool, which is called Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the move of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man who was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. Somebody say 38. 38. For 38 years, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him and said, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been going back and forth on what I'm going to call this message. Trust me. It changed like seven times. Right. You know, I had something like that was really clever 
I don't tell you that one. I, I might want to use that again. But I, the uh, title was changed a few times, but I'm just going to go with this. Strength is made in a place called weight. Strength is made in a place called weight. See, oftentimes it is very um, easy to give people instructions that you would normally take. Amen. I'll give you an example. Um, when someone is sick, people often want to give the advice of, you need to go see a doctor. But they won't take that same advice for themselves. Amen. Okay, I'll, I'll go a little bit further. See, the same thing happens when it comes to faith sometimes. Someone can say, pray for such and such, or such and such needs prayer. But the funny thing that happens is, when it comes to ourselves, we don't often take that same advice. Let me give you another example. A preacher found himself doing something similar to what we just talked about. There was something that he and his wife were uh, about to do. They were embarking on something that was great. But here, watch this. It seemed like things were not moving as fast as each of them would like for it to go. Have any of you ever had that happen? You wait for something? But it wasn't seem like it didn't seem like it was moving. Mm -hmm. They had asked God for something and now found themselves waiting. Somebody says, wait. wait. The preacher said, I have faith that God can and God will. I sound very preacherish, right? You know, God can and God will. Okay. Amen. I'm in the right place now. But he found himself struggling between the spirit and the flesh. Hallelujah. What are you talking about, preacher? In other words, the spiritual man can understand that I am going to wait for God to do this. The man that's in the flesh is like, you got to hurry up. Have anyone ever had that, that attitude toward God? We might not have said it, but I'm like, you got to hurry up. The spirit was saying, stand still and wait on God. But the flesh was saying, hurry up, I want it now. As he went through this day thinking about what he could possibly do to help speed things up. Now, how many of us have ever wanted to move the needle a little bit? Things are moving a little bit slow. So it's like, maybe if I just push it along, it'll move. Hallelujah. See, sometimes we find ourselves in conditions of a place called wait. And that place called wait is the, the desert between asking God for something and actually receiving from God that which you've asked for. Mm. It is a place of uncertainty, frustration, anxiety, and faith testing that no one ever enjoys. And once again, the preacher found himself in this place called wait. Waiting for anything can produce many different emotions. Here we go. From anger to frustration to hopelessness. Because if we are truthful, regardless of how spiritual we think we are, most of us hate waiting for what we want. Amen. See, how many of you have ever heard of the term called hangry? Oh, glory to God. I'm in the right church. You know, that is the cross between being hungry and because the food is not ready, now I'm angry. So hungry and angry put together makes hangry. Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes we get hangry when I'm hungry. Ooh, food sure smells good, Aaron. Aaron's cooking. Glory to God. Come in. Food's not done. You got one thing to do. And have the food ready when I'm ready to eat. But now I'm hangry. But that's the frustration of needing to wait. Being in this flesh, we want everything done quickly. Hallelujah. With, with technology, here it comes, constantly being developed to, to meet the demands of a rapidly moving society. Somebody say, that's us. That's us. Our impatience is encouraged. What? Watch this. And our desires to wait is diminished. Glory to God. Have you ever searched for something on your uh, telephone? I don't know. Maybe it was the, the latest um, iPhone. I am an Android user, by the way. Anyway, maybe it was the latest iPhone. And all of a sudden, all you get is all of these different ads coming to your phone about uh, the new iPhone. Technology almost is in sync with what you think. So much so that you don't have to uh, uh, want for too much because everything is right there at your fingertips. Let me give you one more example. Trust me, I got a bunch of them. How many of you, um, when you were growing up and you went on trips with, with your parents, had the, the, um, the ease of watching um, movies or uh, 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 what else do they do? On the, you, you can watch movies on an iPad or, or a, a telephone. Amen? Okay, I'm, I'm in the right place. Many of you had that. But for some people, when they were growing up, those things weren't available. So how did you have fun on long trips? Glory to God. You had to look out the window. Now imagine that. Look out the window. Most of you didn't know where you were going because you were entertained or being entertained by watching a movie. So you didn't have to uh, 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 be, be bothered with being bored. Here it comes. Because... That thing was satisfied instantly. Hallelujah. What are you talking about, God? According to the dictionary, watch this, waiting is to stay in place in expectation of, glory to God, or to pause for another to look forward expectantly. Waiting, biblically, is more than standing still with a level of expectation, looking forward to what will be. But it is the process, here it comes, of becoming what God wants us to be. It is the process of becoming what God wants us to be. Understand this, that the process is a series of progressive and interdependent steps by which an end is attained. Mm. What God does is in us while we wait is as important, if not more important, watch this, because what we are waiting for, it is not the fatalistic resignation of hopelessness or despair, but waiting biblically is not passive. Hallelujah. It's not a passive thing, but something else is going on. Waiting around for something to happen with your hands in your pockets. No, it's not that. It's not this. But what it is, hallelujah, is, is waiting for God to move. And here comes the important part, knowing that he's doing it, even when you don't see it. Biblically, those who wait are those who work. Can I say that one more time? Mm -hmm. Biblically, those who wait are those who work. 
Mm. Watch this. See, farmers can, can wait for the harvest because they have done the work of sowing the seed and tending the field. Glory to God. Those who wait on God can go about their lives confident that God will provide the meaning and conclusions to their lives and the harvest to their toil. What, what are you talking about, preacher? Simply put, when you have done everything that God has instructed you to do, you can wait on him with peace. Waiting on the Lord may be one of the most difficult aspects of the Christian life. Amen? In the book of Acts, when Jesus promised that he would return, he instructed his disciples to wait for the promise of the Father. He was telling them that this was a means of, of experiencing his peace, his prosperity, and his power. In waiting, they would, they would catch the mighty wind of God's spirit, see the move of God, receive the power of God, and ultimately change the world. Glory to God. Watch this. Waiting does three things for us. Number one, for those who are taking notes, number one, waiting on the Lord requires faith. It takes faith to trust in God because trusting, trusting him doesn't mean I am going to get what I want when I want it. Here, that's the important part. It means I won't get what I want when I want it. Trusting him means that I believe God will provide when the timing is right. Amen. Having faith while waiting on God means you believe there is nothing God can do. When Jesus told the disciples to wait in, in Acts, he, he, he says this. He doesn't tell them how long to wait. He just says, wait for the promise of the Father. This took faith, trusting God. Can you and will, that, that God can and will do what you've asked him to do? He said, no matter how long it takes, wait for the Father. Hallelujah. Number two, waiting on God reminds us that God is in control and we are not. There's the message right there. It reminds us that God is in control and we are not. God uses waiting to make us humble. As waiting reveals our spectacular lack of control. Hallelujah. Can we just be honest for a second? How many of you just like to be in control of everything? Glory to God. Okay, I'm in the right place. You know, but see, what waiting does is separates um, our natural tendencies um, and, and it puts it on God to fulfill. God is in control, and we are not. Humility is defined as a modest or low view of one's own importance. It is the opposite of pride. Humility is the disposition which prepares the soul for living on faith. Hallelujah. Mm. Someone said, God's going to humble me. Therefore, we have no reason for pride or boasting. Instead, we should embrace our weakness in the form of humility and approach God with a proper view of ourselves. Hallelujah. Watch this. Uh, uh, David says it this way in Psalms. Uh, David says, when I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou has ordained. Hallelujah. What is man that thou art mindful of him? and the son of man that thou visitest, visited him. What David is saying is like, 
oh my goodness, when I think about all of this thing, I see you for how great you are. I see you for how miraculous you are that you would even visit someone like me. David got this understanding right away and he became humbled in his writings. There is something to be said about true humility, hallelujah. There's a certain amount of strength and courage that's required to be truly humble. Mm. In uh, today's world, watch this, there is so much emphasis on, on, on place on success. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about uh, not only professionally, uh, I'm talking about even in religious circles. Glory to God. We got to have these, these titles and salaries and possessions and so on that we are faced with falling into the trap and living our lives, striving just to be great. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Watch this. Uh, uh, God is, is simply trying to, to, to instruct us or show us there, that's not what you're uh, uh, called to. That's not all of the, what you are called to. Yes, there is going to be um, some, some success that's going to happen. Yes, there's going to be wealth and transference of wealth. Yes, and these things are not bad things, hallelujah, but they're not the only things. God is trying to get something to us. Those who wait will never be put to shame. We will never be disappointed. It is during our waiting that strength is being added. Okay, let me let me share another story with you. Uh, there was there was a, a a man. This was a story, a written story. Um, and one day there was a a large boulder that was placed in his front yard. Glory to God. And he went out and he prayed and he asked God, you, you got to move this thing. You have to move this thing. The story goes that um, God speaks to this man one, one night and says, listen, tomorrow go out and, and push against this boulder. The story goes that the man goes out and pushes against the boulder. Uh, for weeks, weeks on end, he goes out every day and he's pushing. I mean, he's, he's using his back. He's using his arms. He's breaking sweats for hours upon hours trying to move this boulder. And finally, out of frustration, uh, he cries out to God. He's like, God, you sent me to move this boulder. Glory to God. Um, you told me that I was going to, to move this. The story goes that God whispered to him, he said, I didn't tell you to move it. I told you to go out and push against it. Because you can't move it. I am the only one who can move it. But let me show you something. Look at your hands. The story goes that the man looks down at his hands and saw that his hands became callous and uh, 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 tough. He said, look at your arms. The man looked down at his arms and his arms were had become muscular as a result of the resistance of trying to push um, the, this boulder. He said, see, while you were waiting for me, hallelujah, because I am the only one who can move this, you were, you were made strong. In other words, while you are yet waiting for God to do something, he's doing something in you. Hallelujah. Many times, some of us look in, at, at ourselves in, in the mirror like, hmm, I can use a, lose a, a few pounds there. I could 
probably gain a, a, a few. But there is something that happens to us when we are waiting. When we are waiting, God is exercising our spirit. He is exercising us on the inside that the spiritual man and the spiritual woman is becoming strong. Because we're in that place called wait. Isaiah says it differently. Isaiah says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Somebody say renew. renew. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Why is that important? Because Isaiah lays out exactly what God is trying to tell you. When you wait on him, he strengthens you. When you wait on him, he teaches your flesh, hallelujah, not to faint. Understand God works while we wait. Some things happen while nothing seems to be happening. God uses waiting to change us, hallelujah. Remember, it is a process. Somebody say process. Process, process is unseen growth, hallelujah. Can, can I show you something? There is a, a, a tree, or maybe it's a plant, is called the Chinese bamboo, amen? And what, what's special about this, this, this tree or this plant is the bamboo tree is one of the most remarkable plants on the earth. Well, what makes it remarkable? Watch this. Once the gardener plants the seed, he will see nothing but a single shoot coming out of the bulb for, for a full five years. For five years, all you see is just this tiny shoot that, that comes up. But here it comes. This plant still has to be watered and fed daily. But for five years, you see nothing but a single shoot. That tiny shoot, however, uh, um, as it is being fed and watered, during all the time the gardener is caring for the plant, the exterior shoot will grow less than an inch. Somebody say one inch. one inch. So to the eye, you can only see one inch of growth. At the end of five years, however, the Chinese bamboo uh, will perform an incredible feat. It will grow in amazingly 90 feet tall in 90 days. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me this plant grows 90 feet tall in 90 days after five years? Now ask yourself this, when did the tree actually grow? During the first five years or during the last 90 days? The answer lies in the unseen. Somebody said the unseen. unseen. Part of the tree, the underground root system, hallelujah, that you don't see, during the first five years, this tree was growing down. This tree was wrapping its fibrous uh, roots around things. Hallelujah. Why? Because it was preparing for what was about to happen. Glory to God. Because this thing was going to grow tall. Hallelujah. All of a sudden. So when it grew, it needed to be sustained. So while in that five years when you only see the shoot, hallelujah, growth was happening. When you could only see the shoot, strength was being made in this plant. Why is this important? It's the same thing that God does with us. As you wait, we must continue holding on to God's hand, hallelujah. 
and knowing that he is working everything out for us. He's the master orchestrator, glory to God. And he's adding and increasing in ways that we are not even aware of. Somebody say the things I can't see. You are growing. Anne is not the same woman that she was this time last year. She has been growing in God. But wait a minute, she still looked the same. Man judges by what he can see. The spiritual man, the spiritual woman is growing deep. But I still look the same. Well, amen. I'm glad you do. But understand this. Growth has already happened. It has already taken place in you. Somebody say in me. We must realize, as the Bible says in James, the, the uh, chapter number one, around verse four, it says, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect in all things. Somebody say, in all things. In all things. It is very important that you be patient with what you're asking God for. The scripture says, when you pray, believe that you have received it. Why? Because this is the instructions that God gives us. Because now he's going to strengthen you. Because let's be honest, most of the things that we ask God for, we're not ready for them. So what God does is like, okay, son, you shall have this. But while you are yet waiting, I'm making the man, hallelujah, I'm making the woman so that you can have these things. When we wait on God and allow him to have his will and his way in our life, we become fully developed, lacking nothing. Standing, trusting, and holding on to God's grace. Somebody say God's grace. God is saying, I am in control. I know the thoughts I have for you to bring you to an expected end. Glory to God. I am working some things out in you and causing you to develop strength. Somebody say strength. Strength. Patience, Patience, stability, stability humility, humility, and wisdom. Hallelujah. I have not forsaken you, neither have I forgot about you. Just a little while, and what I am doing in you, I will complete, and you will be wanting nothing. God is going to do this thing for you. Hallelujah. Come on, preacher, we need to wrap this up. Let's go back to, to the uh, scripture there in John. So here we see a man ha that has this, this issue for 38 years. Glory to God. The Bible says that, that everybody came to this pool around a certain time of year. Glory to God. That whenever God would, would send an angel to treble the water, somebody say, stir it up. Whenever the water was stirred up, the first one in the water, hallelujah, would be healed of whatever issue they had. Hallelujah. Now, this is the part that I think is very important because while you are there at this pool, hallelujah, hallelujah, you're either going to be a miracle or you're going to see a miracle. Glory to God. Most of us don't want to see miracles. We want to be the miracle. Amen. But see, even in the seeing of the miracle, glory to God. Let's say you're not the first one in the pool, glory to God. You're about to see God do something. Understand this. When we see God do things in others, we are strengthened. We are changed. We are affected by what we see. Many times that thing that, that, that uh, we want from God, God is going to give it to us. 
but he's working some things out. But while you are yet waiting, glory to God, God is strengthening you. He's allowing you to see miracles happen daily. Why? Because this encourages your spirit. It encourages, it encourages us and reminds us that God can do and will do. So, here we are. February the 26th. 2023, waiting for God to do things, feeling frustrated, angry, because we don't see it or we don't have it yet. Understand this, beloved, and then I'm going to take my seat, that God has all of those things for you, but he's working the things out now so that you can have it. God is going to do it for you. Somebody say, God's, God will do it. And here it comes for me. God's going to do it for you. And I believe that there, when, when it shows up, it will be right on time. It's not going to be late. But he's trying to teach us some things. He's trying to grow us in some things. So while we are yet waiting, know that we are being strengthened. Know that we are being encouraged in our spirit. While we are yet waiting... God is allowing us to see other miracles happen. Understand that God is going to do it for you. Stand to your feet. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord God, for what you are doing. We, we understand, Lord God, that strength is made in that place called wait, glory to God. We thank you, Father, that you saw fit, Lord God, Father, that we are in these places that we are. Now, Father, we thank you for not letting us stay there, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for, for healing. I thank you, Lord God, for deliverance. I thank you, Lord God, for not letting these finances overtake us. But, Lord God, with all things, here it comes. I thank you, Lord God, that you are in control. Now, Father, bless us. Hallelujah. Bless us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're saying and doing in us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can I share something to you while I was praying? God was dropping this in my spirit. Hallelujah. God will use other people to bless you. I need you to say this. God will use, God will use other, people other people to bless. Why is this important? Hallelujah. Many of you are waiting for things. Amen. There are some financial um, struggles right now. As I was praying, this is what I saw. I saw people waiting for God to move financially. But while they were waiting, God was trying to bless them in another area. And they said, no, 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 I, I, I can't do that because I'm waiting for, for, for God to bless me over here first. Understand that that's part of the strengthening process. While you are waiting over here for something, God is going to still send people to bless you. Hallelujah. Can I go a little bit further? Sometimes we don't like how God wants to bless us. Okay, give us an example, Pastor. Sometimes God will use somebody that we think is less than to bless me 
See, here it comes. My flesh says I can only be blessed by Austin. Austin has all that money sitting over there. I can't be blessed by David. David's broke. Not that David's broke. I'm just using this example. David's broke. Here it comes. It doesn't look good for me if I receive anything from David. Amen. Austin, you can bless me all day long. Hey, Austin, bless me. No, 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 David, that's not okay. No, no, that's okay. That, no, 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 no. That's part of the strengthening process. That's part of the humbling process. He's trying to get something to you. He wants to bless you while you're in that place of weight. But my uh, money's not right. And so, uh, God, what does it look like if, if I take a trip to, I don't know, Dubai? And I'm waiting for you to pay my mortgage, pay my rent. It's hard for us to make sense of that, that God could bless me in this area. I don't have to pay anything, but I'm waiting for a miraculous move. What are you saying, preacher? Is that God is going to strengthen you. He's trying to change your thought process. Scripture says, eyes haven't seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has for you. But we try to make it make sense. We just like, well, wait a minute. One plus one equals two. Amen. That's, that's good math, right? Yes. Sometimes God's math go. One plus one is a thousand dollars in your bank account. But we miss it because we want it to make sense for us, one, and then we want everybody else to see me blow up. Strength is made in a place called weight. But while you're waiting, you don't have to be without. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Come on, Dr. Sarah is going to come and she's going to share with us some information. Yes. But this thing of, of waiting, because again, we live in an age. Come on, you can start walking this way. Um, we live in an age right now where we're so used to getting everything that we want, when we want, how we want, when we want it. What God is trying to show us, Christian man, Christian woman, that everything is not coming that way. You're going to have stuff and people are going to how'd you get that? God bless me. But I don't think that's right for you to have that. Take it up with him. God is going to get these things to you, and he wants you to have them. He's going to strengthen you while you're waiting. Pastor, as you were sharing, just in relation to the message before I talk about the other things, I was, um, the Lord dropped in my spirit the thought of 
that man at the pool for 38 years, what it had to feel like to feel passed over. And um, so I just want to pray right now. Father, I do lift up those of us while we are waiting, when we feel passed over, like we were forgotten, like we, like everybody else is getting their degrees and getting their houses and their cars and things ahead of us. Father, I thank you for the, the strength that comes in the weight that you see us, you can never forget us. Your word says that our names are engraved on the palm of your hand. You can't forget us. Hallelujah. And so we pray, oh God, as we are having that feeling that we will not succumb to the feeling of being passed over and forgotten, whether it's a mate that we're looking for, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever, but that we will know that you see us. And yes, your thoughts toward us are of peace and not of evil to bring us to an expected end. We thank you for blessing us in the way in Jesus' name. You can give through um, our Cash App, which is Impact Fellowship, as well as um, our PayPal, which is also My Impact Fellowship, if you'd like to give that way. David has a basket that you can give, uh, and then the money is offering. It's offering. It's offering. And the money that's collected will be here, on, stays on campus, and we're able to do various things um, for the ministry, for the campus, for the campus-wide. We invite you to stay connected to us several ways um impact uh fellowship you can uh write to us if you go back to the side you can write to us p.o box 154 write to pastor tony uh, our email my impact fellowship at gmail.com email him we'd love to hear from you now we're now we are going on spring break so we will not be here in the sec for the next two sundays but if you don't have a church home to connect with 11 o'clock tune in impact psh you can you can join us we'll be singing and these men will be ministering and putting the sound and sight lights together and we'll minister pastor Tony will bring the word from our family room <laughs> and we'd love to have you join us if you don't have a um, a church home that you'll be attending um, on the next two sundays and you can connect with us um, also our youtube channel is where we um, have these ministries. Um, Aaron blesses us, he produces those and puts those on our YouTube channel. You subscribe to the Impact Fellowship channel, you'll know when the messages are brought, when the messages posted, as well as our Facebook and Impact PSH Instagram. You can always hear these messages again. While God is trying to change us in the weight, sometimes we really need to hear it more than once. And sometimes I will play it on Sunday afternoon when he just preached Sunday morning because it's like, I need to hear that again because my spirit needs to be changed so I can make it um, through the way to get what God wants um, for me. And he wants all of us to be blessed. Amen. 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 You know, um, I am I am just in awe of God. Um, God provides so many rich opportunities for us to stay connected with him. The devil thought that he was going to use a virus to shut down and separate the people of God. But God used some technologies. And I'll, I'll be honest, all this, that's not me. I'm not a technology kind of guy. I like to keep it simple. If I can read about the Eagles, the Sixers, and the Phillies on social media, I'm good. I don't need anything else. But God takes this when the enemy opens the, the door for a virus and provides opportunity for his people to stay encouraged, to stay connected, to grow in him. But we can't take these things for granted. 
and not use them. He's left all of these things for us. So as Dr. Sarah said, um, we're going out to, for spring break, but church is still going on. And if you're not um, at your home church, then pastor expects to see you here online. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. I'm excited about uh, what God is doing in all of us. And I am looking forward to hearing and seeing those changes. The best part of, about this thing, I think that, that message was, was kind of shaped um, around that story about that uh, Chinese bamboo plant. Um, five years, all you see is a shoot. Five years, um, the things that, uh, that you've been praying about and waiting for God to do, and what he's doing is strengthening you. He's securing you. Because as those roots are growing down, that's the equivalent of God making room for you to handle what's coming. I won't preach this message all over again. God bless all of you. Listen, I want you to have a great week in God on purpose and watch God do what you ask him to do. God bless all of you. Amen. Your strength is made in a place called wait. I know being a believer myself, waiting is the hardest thing to do. It could be stressful. It could be anxiety ridden. It makes you impatient. It's frustrating. It's, it's all of these things. But at the end of the day, there are so many examples in the Bible where God's people had to wait. And then when the time came at God's appointed hour, their prayers were answered and they received the blessing that they, that they were waiting for. So I pray this message blessed you and has given you just the amount of encouragement and boost that you need to continue your own waiting. As you say here at Impact, have a great week in God on purpose.